the old pre-meds podcast session number 312. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your questions non-traditional questions and answer them here on the podcast. We have a very interesting, very specific non-traditional question today from a student coming from another healthcare field and potentially some issues with that prior career and path that potentially may hurt them in their journey. Before we jump into that, though, I want to talk about the MCAT Minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. As we are recording this, as this episode comes out, it is September, and that means for those of you taking the MCAT next cycle to apply next year to start in two years, roughly, then it is time to start thinking about prepping for the MCAT. That is how long it takes to study for the MCAT. Ideal time frame is taking the MCAT kind of March to April of the year that you are going to apply, which is a year before you're starting medical school. So as, again, as this is coming out, it is September, which means you should start thinking about your study plans. Go to blueprintmcat.com, create a free account over there, free account, use their amazing free study planner tool to figure out what that path looks like for you. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. So let's go and jump into our question today from a student asking about their prior issues as a PA and a PA student. I love my work as a PA and finally getting to the point where I'm feeling some level of competence in my practice, but but with my patients. However, I want to not just meet the standard of care, but I want to provide true excellence in care. I think the best way to take my practice to the next level would be through the rigorous and systematic education of medical school and residency. Because of your experience with medical school admissions, I wanted to ask your thoughts on one aspect of my application. I've made a few mistakes in my career that may jeopardize this goal of going to medical school, but hopefully not to an insurmountable degree. Initially in PA school, I was recommended for taking a day off of a clinical rotation in order to attend a residency interview. I was cleared to go to the interview by the nurse practitioner with whom I was rotating, but I did not formally get the absence excused by my PA program director. For the unexcused absence, I was charged with academic dishonesty. Upon graduation, I was accepted to an emergency medicine residency. While applying for my state medical license, my PA program director indicated that for this unexcused absence, I was on probation from the PA program rather than just charged with academic dishonesty. When the state medical board reached out to me about this probation, I was shocked and in somewhat of a state of panic that my dream job was in jeopardy because of what seemed like an inaccuracy on the form submitted by my PA program director. I emailed the dean of students who agreed to write a letter on my behalf explaining the situation. After receiving his email, I made the mistake of asking for a copy of the documentation that was submitted to the state medical board by my program director because I believed that I was misrepresented. My goal was to furnish this information to the dean of students that he could specifically address my inaccuracies. 
Unfortunately, when I made this request to the State Medical Board, I indicated that the Dean of Students had requested that I obtain and furnish him a copy of the documentation provided by my PA school program director, which was not true. I believe at some level I was trying to establish credibility that the Dean of Students actually had my back and agreed that I was not on probation as a result of this unexcused absence. The way I wrote my email indicated that he had specifically requested a copy of the information, which was untrue. Subsequently, because of this untrue statement, as well as the disciplinary action while in PA school, I was denied a state medical license and lost a dream job and a chance to live in the same state as my fiance, who is a resident physician. I was able to get a state medical license on the condition that I complete another state medical license on the condition that I complete a specific program of remediation for my actions, which I have successfully completed and am in good standing with all regulatory bodies. Because of this failure in my past, I want to be completely transparent in a medical school application. I've learned some very hard lessons on communication as a result of these blunders. I know that this is somewhat of a difficult question to ask, but I was wondering if you have any specific suggestions about where in the application process I should address such a cumbersome topic. There is a point in the AMCAS application that asks about disciplinary action in school, where I will be addressing the unexcused absence and resultant academic dishonesty, obviously, but how do I bring up the license denial? All right, so this is an interesting one, uh, kind of like a, a country music song gone wrong for this PA, uh, for this PA. And so at the end of the day, when I think about applying to medical school in this specific situation, the one thing I think about is exactly what the student mentioned, and that is the academic dishonesty. Because that's really the only thing that comes up on the medical school application. I'm pretty sure there aren't any questions about, like, have you had any other professional medical licenses? And if you have had any other professional medical licenses, does that uh, or did you at any time have any issues with those licenses? I'm pretty sure that's not going to come up anywhere and shouldn't come up because you're not worried about applying for PA state licensure at this point. You now want to go to medical school. You want to go down this path, uh, accumulate more debt for your education and become a physician. And ultimately, yes, you're going to have to talk about that academic issue which sounds like your program director was power tripping if uh, obviously one side of the story here, uh, seeing that you missed a day to go to an interview and you didn't go through all the official channels of notifying the program director, blah, blah, blah. It sounds like they were just power tripping and it's super ridiculous. But anyway, if if what you're saying is true, uh, it should not be an issue. Just just come out and and basically what you wrote here of of I took a day off to go do an interview uh, I cleared it with the person I was rotating with, which seems like the most obvious person to clear it with because that's the person who is most directly affected by your absence. And then I got in trouble because I forgot to or didn't think about notifying my actual program that I was going to miss a day. Seems super stupid, <laughs> super simple. Uh, just be honest upfront about it, what resulted. Um, and And... I don't think you need to go down the path of, and then this other thing came up when I was applying for my license and I was ultimately denied a license. I wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, the issue potentially that I would start thinking about and whether that's through a lawyer 
or just reaching out to the state medical board for the state where you were denied, assuming potentially you want to go back to that state as a physician, is reach out to them. Hey, I've been practicing now as a PA in this other state. I'm in good standing. All of this was a really simple kind of misunderstanding. Um, I'm going to medical school now. Am I going to be kind of viewed negatively when I when I apply for my medical license versus my PA license because of what happened in the past. And so if you want to practice in that same state as a physician, I would start trying to have those conversations now so you're not scrambling later on and there's any issues later on when you're applying to residencies and they're in that like medical post PGY1 uh, residencies, uh, post medical school that you're not limited with where you can do your residencies because of this issue. Because as a resident, you are still applying for a medical license in that state. You're just applying for a limited license at that time during residency. So uh, shouldn't be a problem. I would just address the academic dishonesty issue which <laughs> I was dishonest. I for I didn't tell my my program that I took a day to interview for residency, which is super common during medical education. So I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, good luck. I hope that helps uh, ease some fears that you have along the the process. If you want more information, ideally, what you do is you go reach out to some programs and be like, hey, like this is this is this thing that happened. What do you say? What do I do? Uh, what are your thoughts here? But my my gut with all the conversations I've had with program directors and, and uh, medical school admissions committee members and all of that fun stuff is this is simple. Just own it, talk about it, and it shouldn't be a problem. Don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com for that amazing study planner tool. Go again to blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for a free account where you can get that. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.